Hey there, welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe style can be easy and getting dressed should be fun. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey-Mary, and today we are mixing things up. But before I tell you about that, I want to share an exciting change you'll be seeing both here on the show and in our Style Circle membership. We're going to be featuring more interviews and special guest experts, but our guest experts won't just be doing a podcast interview. Nope, they'll be contributing a super valuable resource or training to the Style Circle for our members and taking over one of my Q&As in the group for the month so our members can get their expert advice absolutely free. Our special guest experts will be people who can help you live a more stylish life all around through beauty, home decor, mindset, you name it. I'm finding people with a ton of value to share, and I'm super excited to bring that value to you and to our Style Circle members. Last week, I gave you just a little preview about our closet edit challenge that we have starting Monday. Make sure you get in on that. I'll tell you more about it during the break. So I knew I wanted October's guest expert to help us with that. I reached out to my pal, Melissa Klug, who is a home organizational guru certified by Marie Kondo. She agreed to join us this month, and I could not be happier to have her. Today, she's joining us on the podcast, but... She's not just joining us for an interview. She is taking over. You're going to hear a story about a real life Linda we can all learn from. She's got a vocabulary lesson to share. We're talking about current events. And then she's going to teach us three steps to make organizing anything simple. I cannot wait for that. Melissa, welcome. Thank you for being back on the show and for being our guinea pig for this guest expert format. Thank you. I am so excited. I always love my everyday family, and I am just absolutely thrilled to be here with you. Now, I should mention that when I reached out to ask you to do this, you said yes immediately, and you also offered me a kidney. I did. You know, whatever you need, if it's a kidney. And I said, I'm good right now, but I will put you on the list, just like my backup organ list. And I did offer you like half a liver. So, you know... (laughs) You did, which was really polite. I mean, it's really just very nice when someone offers you a gift to offer them one in return. So I'm just really happy to know that we have each other for literally anything. Literally anything. I hope we're like the same blood type because otherwise it's kind of a moot point. (laughs) It's going to be a bummer. (laughs) Now, I am so excited for a day in your style school. But real quick, before we get started, in case people haven't listened to our fabulous episode from last year, I will link to it in the show notes. Tell people who you are and why you are qualified to take over. Wonderful. Well, I love feeling like I'm qualified to do anything. So I am just very, very excited that I can come on and tell people about the thing that I am most passionate about, which is organizing. And I came to organizing very late in life. I am not one of those people that was like, well, I was born organized and I was organizing my mom's hospital room after I was born. I am not that person. Uh, I was very very, very messy for my whole life. And there are pictures on my website in case you do not believe me. I spent 40 plus years of my life being cluttered and disorganized and procrastinating on everything. And through a very, very long story, I had a pretty major career change that came out of the blue. And I had some time where I said, I looked around my house, I said, I've been traveling nonstop with my job for 20 years. And my house is a disaster and I can't do it anymore. And I had read Marie Kondo's Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up a few years before, like when it first came out in the United States. Mm -hmm. 
And so I said, I'm going to read that organizing book again. And this is a true story. I could not find the book in my home. So I had to repurchase it. <laughs> that, I love that. No, that's, that's absolutely true. I was like, where is that book? It has to be here somewhere. Um, so I purchased it and I read it and it just completely clicked with my brain. And I was like a whirlwind organizing my house from top to bottom. My family got on board. It was just a huge, huge life change for us. And what I decided along the way is I really loved this feeling so much and I wanted to bring it to other people and just very, because the universe has strange ways of working. Coincidentally, I had seen a post that Marie was certifying people in her method. And I said, this is a crazy idea and I'm going to go do it. And that was two and a half years ago. Um, I got certified by her in 2018 and I started my business, which is called Home by 11. And I have helped hundreds of clients, have spent thousands of hours in people's homes, both in person and behind a computer screen now um, in the current universe and mm -hmm. helping people genuinely change their lives just by organizing their home. And it sounds crazy, but I swear to you, just my own experience and other people, um, you really, really can change your life if you organize your house. I love that. And I love that that gives us hope if we are messy people, yes. that there is hope for us. Um, I also love that your career path took a huge pivot huge. to a place that you did not expect. And, you know, I, I'm kind of getting tired of this phrase, like in our current world, right. or it's more important that, you know, like, oh my gosh, can we just stop with that? But it's really true that things are shifting, things are changing. And to know that, you know, maybe something different and better and something you never saw coming is waiting for you on yes. the other side, I think is just such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful story. And another thing too that I have found with, so it's not just myself and I tell people all the time, you don't have to organize your house and then decide you are too going to become a professional organizer. You don't have to do that radical of a change. It worked for me. But um, what I see in my clients a lot of times is when they organize their house, it really gives them the space to think about, you know what, maybe like maybe some of my friendships don't really work anymore yeah. and maybe my job isn't making me happy. It really gives them the space to think about their life. It's not just about a paperclip. It's about what do I want out of my life now that my home is organized. So. Yeah. Well, you, we kind of talked about that and I don't want to get off on a tangent because I know you and I, you and I can and literally do talk for hours. Our, ha our happy hours turn into our husband's texting us like, are you okay? Please just give us a proof of life. <laughs> But um, I love that we kind of talked about that on our last episode, that the stuff goes way beyond the stuff. And yes. it's true both in, in your wardrobe, in your home, that you've got to get rid of what isn't working. Yes. And people don't, people don't realize that the stuff is holding them back so much yes. until the stuff is gone. And then it's like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? which actually is a really good lead off for us to um, kick things off as we always do with lessons from Linda, but you have a different name you use to protect your innocent clients, right? I do. I actually use, this is absolutely true. I use the name Jen. So it is not 
our good friend Jen of this <laughs> podcast. It is just a random set of Jens. Well, there were so many of us in the 70s. So, so many. So many. But when you emailed me last <laughs> night and you said, wait, I call my clients Jen. Is that okay? Should we change it? I was like, no, that's even funnier because I could be this yeah. Jen. I could absolutely be this yeah. Jen. So tell us who this Jen was, you know, not, not identifying details, but tell us right. who she was and why she reached out to you. So my Jen uh, was someone who had recently become a single mom. So she had just gotten divorced and she has an awesome son and she reached out to me. This is actually one of my favorite stories. She had been ready to go on a vacation and she woke up one day and said, I need to not go on this vacation. I need to start organizing my house. I need to take the money that I was going to devote to that vacation and I need to take the time I was going to devote to it. And organize my house. She just realized that her home was kind of falling in on her metaphorically, and she knew she had to do something different. To me, that's so wild because I look forward to vacation so much. But on the other hand, I know that feeling where you're like, I cannot take this another day. And I am crazy about cleaning my house before I go on vacation because I can't stand coming home to a messy house. I can't like whatever was bugging me before is going to bother me tenfold when I come home. So on one hand, it's totally crazy that you would cancel your vacation. On the other hand, I'm like, I totally get that. Like that when you hit that critical point where like, I just can't, I can't do it. Absolutely. Well, and you also can think about, it's not quite as dramatic as coming home from vacation, but um, just when you come home at the end of the day, and I realize maybe some of us aren't even leaving our house at the, at the day right now, but when you come home from your house at the end of a day, do you want to walk in and go like, oh my gosh, I okay, and just feel that sinking feeling? Or do you want to walk in and feel the, oh, I'm home, I'm in my sanctuary, I'm in my favorite place? Yeah. So, so total sidebar, but um, laundry, and people know on this show that I'm kind of I, I like a laundry schedule, but I got off of my yes. laundry schedule and it piled up and it piled up in my bedroom. Like I had baskets of laundry oh. I had to fold. And a couple of days ago, I just, I was like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to fold all the laundry. And I have slept better every night. Absolutely. Because I feel like I'm in a sanctuary instead of, instead of just like in this like I'm sleeping in the laundry room. So there's my secret shame for the week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. Hey, I love it. I'll tell you, when we organized our house, so when we started it, I started the process and my family was like, mm -hmm, okay, whatever. Uh, but then they all got into it genuinely, not because I forced them, because they were genuinely into it. And my husband said something really insightful, like once our, I love your word, floor drove. Yeah. Like I had all of my clothing was always on the floor because I'm like, whatever, who cares? It's my bedroom. No one sees it. And my husband said, after we had organized everything and there was a clear floor all the time. He said, I never realized how anxious I was mm. when I came into this room. And he goes, now it's just like calm and peaceful. Wow. And that was my husband. Yeah. You know, boys don't notice it, things. Well, so. I, yeah, no, I get that. Okay. So back to Jen, she cancels her vacation. Yes. Instead, she spends the money on you and spends the time yep. to declutter. And did you guys do her whole house? How long did it take? What'd you work on? 
We did her entire house from top to bottom, and that and it was a it's a very sizable house. She lives in a beautiful old home from the early 1900s, and so there were tons of spaces where things could hide, and there there was a lot of because it was an older home, and this isn't everybody's story, but there were some inefficiencies in terms of how rooms were designed, and and um, so we had to do some things to work around that. But we did every single room from the upstairs all the way down to the basement. And the interesting thing about Mm -hmm. working with her is she didn't realize how anxious her house was making her until we started working on it. And one of the things that happens with a lot of my clients is people don't realize it's a surprisingly emotional process to go through your house. Like you said, the stuff isn't just the stuff. There's always something behind the stuff. So sometimes that is shame and sometimes that's guilt and about spending money. And sometimes that is anger Mm -hmm. for, you know, uh, past relationships or things that you have bought that you didn't want to buy or gifts you've been given that you didn't want. I mean, there's, there are just so many emotions around this. And so what she discovered is she was holding a lot of things in. And so a lot of my clients have tears and tears are a part of the process. And, but what I watched in her, it was like, I could physically watch it happening. She changed as a person Every week when we would work together, and sometimes we would work together two times a week, um, when we worked together, I noticed every time I got there, she was a more confident person and she was visibly happier and we were laughing more than we were crying. And it was just one of those transformational processes that made me realize that this is, it's not just about cleaning a closet. It is really about uncovering who you are. And The cool thing about her is, so in the process of doing her entire house, one of the things that she realized is that she had had all of these things that she wanted to do that she wasn't able to do because she had all these excuses. Well, I can't do this project until I do these 22 other projects. And I can't do those 22 projects until I do these three other projects and clearing all of the stuff out. And then we worked on a plan of, hey, I want to do this project and this project and this project. So one example was she wanted a craft room for herself and for her son. And that craft room had previously been packed to the walls with stuff and she couldn't find the craft things (laughs) and she didn't have a place to put them even if she could find them. And so we cleared out all of these rooms and what that enabled her to do is find the person she wanted to be underneath all the stuff. And that person was a mom that did craft projects with her son and got her sewing machine out for the first time in 10 years. And all that was, was about getting rid of the things that she did not want to be and opening herself up to something new. And the coolest thing about her is that after we worked together, she very much like me had a major career moment um, where something changed, where she had never expected that. And she said previously that probably would have sent her into a spiral where she didn't know what to do and would have been you know, just super, super depressed, understandably. And instead, because she and I had done all this work together, she was able to say, I'm going to start my own business, which she did very successfully. She had wanted to do it for a long time. And this was the impetus that she needed. And so for her also, it wasn't just about getting her house together. It was about figuring out what she wanted to do with her life. And 
again, that sounds dramatic, but it happens. I see it all the time in my clients. So I wonder if people listening can really understand, because I know that you have been a part of hundreds of transformations as have I, and until you really see that over and over and over, I think it'd be really easy to be like, it's just stuff. But right. no, you see, it's like peeling back the layers of somebody and, and like you said, helping them be the person that they want to be. So, all right, that is an amazing Jen story. But what are a couple lessons that you learned or that you want us to learn from working with her? Yes. So I like to think, especially with her and with a lot of my clients, that um, the first lesson that I always like to tell people is we need to let go of things that we like to think about ourselves. So there are things in your house that you may be holding on to like she was because she said, I, well, I want to be this person or this person. Well, in looking at those things very critically and saying, oh, I'm actually not that person. She was able to uncover who she truly wanted to be. And there we are all holding on to so much stuff. Like one just example that I see in a lot of homes is um, people have scrapbook stuff that they're, they're definitely going to make a baby book out of the scrapbook stuff they bought. Sure. Yeah. And like, uh-huh. P.S., that baby book is for a kid that could drive them to Michael's with their newly minted <laughs> driver's license. Okay. Yeah. Like uh-huh. it happens all the time. And so for, for this Jen, her discovery process was letting go of who she thought she was to find the person that she really is. So letting go of those items that you do not need It does not make you a failure. It does not make you a bad person. It does not make you a wasteful person. It just makes you the person that you are really down deep inside. So letting those unrealistic expectations go. And that can be for our everyday style school friends. It could be letting go. I'm talking to myself, letting go of the idea that we might not be a size eight ever again and embracing who we are and saying, I'm going to rock my size 12s. And yeah. it's yeah. it's all or, of that. I'm not a person who likes trendy things. Correct. I'm not a person who likes patterns. So why do I keep buying it? Like, like I always say should is the worst. Should will kill your style. Yes. Like I should, I should make a scrapbook. I should do this. Yes. No, you're just wasting your money and your time. Don't do that. Yeah. And it, and with clothing in particular, it often um, with my clients revolves around, you know, a, a size issue. Um, and again, I'm saying this for myself as well, but it's not, you're exactly right. It is not just about what number is on that piece of clothing. It is, are you the person that is going to wear the skinny yeah. jeans? No, I hate skinny jeans. Okay, great. Right. Don't wear them. Right. <laughs> it is okay not to wear them. Like get something that you genuinely love. And so whether that's a pair of pants or whether it's scrapbooking supplies or whether it's baking supplies because you thought you were going to, you know, be a magical cupcake baker, it doesn't matter. Let it go and you will feel so good. Love that. Yes. You know what? I think that one lesson is all we really need to absorb. And if we can all do that one yep. thing, I think that that, that is, we don't even need a second lesson yep. on that one. So let's move on to vocabulary. Yes. And when I kind of gave you, um, Hey, this is what a day in the style school looks like a vocabulary word. And then I give you a suggestion, like you could do this one or pick your own or yeah. do this one, because I really wanted you to talk yes. about this word. So, and I'm so glad that you are. So what is the word of the day or the word of the week? 
So because I am certified by Marie Kondo, I go through her process with most of my clients, not all of them, but most of them. And there is a very set process that we go through and we go through things by categories. So we don't work by room, but we work in categories instead. And one of Marie's categories, so like the first one, for instance, uh, a lot of people know, but in case you don't, clothing would be the first category. Okay. I think people can understand that one. Yep. So then you go... Yep. And then you go to books and then you go to papers and then comes the magical category, which is my absolute favorite, which is kimono. So it is not kimono in the way that the piece of clothing is. Um, It is spelled K-O-M-O-N-O and it is the Japanese word for miscellany. So this is the miscellaneous category. And I, I don't love the word miscellaneous necessarily because this is the powerhouse category. It's where all the good things are and all of the great magic really happens because it includes your kitchen. It includes your garage, which not you're probably not going to see a garage on the home edit show on Netflix, but garages are yeah. such a great thing to get organized. Um, it includes your office supplies. It includes includes the dreaded kitchen junk drawer. It includes so much stuff in your house that really causes that crushing, overwhelming feeling. And I love this category because it's where the the most impact comes from being able to say, this is what I want to keep in my home. And these are the things that I'm comfortable saying goodbye to that I do not need anymore. It's such a massive category in your home, but makes such a big difference when you go through it. You're right, because miscellaneous or miscellany kind of makes it sound like it's a little thing. It's like, oh, it's just miscellaneous. Yes. Don't worry. Throw it in a drawer. You might need it someday. But it is the kimono that crushes you. And Absolutely. right now, before before we started recording, I said to Melissa, my desk right now is just filled with kimono. Like <laughs> Kimono everywhere. It's kimono everywhere. Like a, a note card somebody sent to me that's so cute and I want to keep it, you know, and my color swatches for when I shop online, I use my seasonal color swatch book and I hold that up to the computer and see if it's, you know, a good color for me. Um, all of those things, but they're kind of everywhere. And I need to spend like a 15 minute kimono here, right here in front of me. I have the little case that my earbuds came in, like, come on, I got to get rid of that stuff. So kimono, think about the kimono this week, everybody, as you're, as you're going through your week, clean up some kimono. Also just sort of analogous to style, Kimono also includes bathroom stuff. So, you know, do you have four different um, jars of retinol that you're only using one? Do you have 14 bottles of toner somewhere stashed in the back of your, you know, closet, that type of thing? So you can actually apply kimono just to your style piece if you want to and say, hey, what am I going to do that helps me get ready in the morning? What am I going to do that um, really impacts me from an efficiency standpoint and just from a joy standpoint? And can everyone get rid of the 15 tiny bottles of hotel shampoo that they felt the need to take, but will never, ever use? Please, 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 please. I, so I talk about four, four bad words that I I don't like. Might could maybe Uh in someday. And I know someday is a favorite of yours as well. Um, I use a Jen quote about someday quite a bit. Find it on the calendar for me. Um, but, but might, could, maybe, and someday are the things that will stop people in their tracks organizing. I might use that hotel shampoo someday. Uh, I could use that hotel shampoo when I'm washing the dog next week. I mean, but are you going to is always the question. 
you can, everything is useful, but are you actually going to use it? Yeah. Yeah. That is always the question. And usually people realize I am never going to use the hotel shampoo. So please let it go. Because when I travel, like I take my own, you know, my, yes. I take my own shampoo. Yeah. Also great places to donate those, especially yeah. right now. A lot of people in need, there are great yep. places that you can gratefully donate those things and then get them out of your house. Love that. Word of the week is kimono. Think about your kimono this week. All right. So current events, you don't necessarily have a news story for us, but you're going to talk about organizing just in in terms of the current state of, of the world, right? Yes. Tell us a little about that. It's just, it's funny when you think about current events with organizing, like breaking news, new organizing. I mean, it's not exactly uh, exciting breaking news, but what I do want to talk about in terms of current events is where we are. And I apologize if you're coming to this podcast in, in the future in 2022, this may not apply to you, but right now, Oh, we hope it doesn't oh, apply to you. I, it, we I feel like I might have. I just jinxed it. <laughs> that is our it. wish. Great. I'm great. Um, so current events of what is happening right now definitely impact organizing. And here's why. So are you finding yourself, because I am finding myself um, in a spot where you feel just exhausted after doing, like I can do three emails and be like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> and you may not be sleeping well yeah. and uh, decisions are hard for you. And there just feels like your brain is exhausted. That's the only way I can describe it. And that is because scientifically we are exhausted. Um, right now, our world is very, very different. Even if we're a little bit used to it by now, the world is not the same place that, that our brains are used to it being for the past X number of years. And so it's making it hard for us and our brains are going into protective mode of like, I can only do a certain amount of things in a day before my brain wants to shut down. This is actual, I can... I could give you the articles, the research about it. This is an actual thing that's happening. So how this relates to organizing. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a couple of those in the show yeah. notes. Uh, how this relates to organizing is that you may not have the energy to be like, I'm tackling my whole house. So in general, in the KonMari method, we recommend that people, once you commit yourself that you want to do something different, that you really tackle your whole house with as much zeal as possible realistically right now, that may not be possible for you. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. So I want you to protect yourself and protect your brain. But I also want you to be able to see the benefits of organizing because you will also get a brain break from there being less clutter in your home, from you being able to find your things very easily, from you being able to know exactly where everything is in your house. So you are going to protect your brain in that way as well. So what I want to tell people is it's a little different than what I would advise in a normal world. So if you're in that brain fog place, if you're feeling depressed or anxious, but you still want to organize, I want you to take things in small chunks. So, you know, I could joke that like today, I just want you to organize your paper clips. <laughs> Maybe we could do something yeah. slightly more exciting than paper clips, but I want you to get down to a pretty granular place where you say, today, I am just going to organize my electrical cords, or I am just going to organize my pants. Um, take something into teeny tiny chunks and then you will feel so good about being able to check that box that you got something done, but you also didn't overwhelm yourself. A lot of times when you get overwhelmed, we shut down and then we go, I'm just not doing this anymore. This isn't fun. Yep. So 
Yep. Well, that's why I always have people edit their closets in little chunks because your brain does shut down. It says this isn't fun. And then you start making really bad decisions. You either just say, oh, the heck with it. And you, you toss everything. Right. And then the next time you go to edit your closet, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I threw everything out last time and it felt bad. Or you say, I can't make any more decisions. And you put everything back in your closet. You're like, wait, that didn't do anything for me. So, you know, you know, my big thing is small tasks are better than grand ideas and small tasks add up to big wins. So I love that. Love that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Melissa is going to teach us her three-step process for making organizing anything just a little bit easier. Be right back. Have you signed up for the Closet Edit Challenge yet? For two weeks, I'm going to be walking you through the exact process I've used with hundreds of clients to help them cut through the clutter discover the gems they forgot about, and build the stylish and simple wardrobes they've always wanted. The challenge is open to all of our Style Circle members and everyone who's purchased the Ultimate Closet Makeover Masterclass. Starting Monday, you'll have access to a limited-time pop-up Facebook group where I'll be giving extra advice and encouragement, keeping you on track, and helping you tackle this project once and for all. Plus, there will be bonuses and the opportunity to win fun prizes. You do not have to tackle your closet alone. Our community will be there for you every step of the way, and you won't believe what a difference editing your closet will make. Your style will be better, your mornings will be easier, and you'll wonder why you waited so long. So don't miss out on this special opportunity for a live closet edit challenge. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com, grab the ultimate closet makeover, or join the style circle, and you're in for the challenge. We'll put both of those links in the show notes. And I hope to see you there. And now back to the show. So is there a room of the house? I love that, by the way, because I think that does really break down every task because you can say, I'm going to organize my post-it notes, but what am I going to do with them? How am I going to figure it out? But is there, is there a room that you recommend people start with, or is there um, a tiny category that for you or your clients is easy to start with, but also makes a big impact. Cause I know we talked about kimono, but that could be overwhelming on its own. So while obviously I embrace Marie Kondo's KonMari method um, for my clients, there are times that, and especially right now, like I said earlier, that you may not be able to handle that. So I've created a very simple three-step process that you can use whenever you're looking to organize anything in your house. And that three steps, very simply, categorize, downsize, and reorganize. So when I say categorize, what I want you to do is I want you to say, what am I able to do today? I am able to do my office supplies. So that is a category. You can actually subcategorize if you want to. So you could say, I am just going to organize my post-it notes today, or I am just going to organize my note cards. You can get as little in these categories as you wish, whatever works for you and your time and your energy of that day. So after you choose what category you want to go through, I want you to downsize. And you know what, guys? I want you to be pretty ruthless. We all need less stuff than we think we do. And the amount of stuff we have is the number one thing that will keep you organized moving forward. Less stuff is always easier to organize. 
So I want you to downsize and I want you to really think about, do I use this item? When was the last time I used it? When do I envision using it again? Uh, could I use something else in my house that serves the same purpose? I want you to think about all those things and really think about, do I need this one thing that I'm staring at? After you go through the downsizing process, then it's time to reorganize. You may decide that you have, let's say, office supplies. You have your office supplies in a cabinet, and you realize that doesn't make sense. I really want to keep them in a drawer instead. So you can reorganize them in that drawer in a way that makes it efficient for you and makes it easy for you to find and easy for you to use. So categorize, downsize, and reorganize. If you can think about those things and just repeat those things in your head, it's prevents you from becoming overwhelmed. It prevents you from looking at a room and just going, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. Where to start is always in a tiny subcategory. And then that ball gets rolling and you're ready to go. I love that. That drawer, I mean, you throw things in there like, I totally need this. And then you never, ever look at it again. Ever, ever. And, you know, I, I went into one of ours and there were like, half rolls of um, like crepe paper, like crepe streamers from, I think I threw my nephew a first birthday party. Um, he's turning three this month. So that half roll of blue crepe paper has been in my drawer for two years. Okay. What am I going to, what am I going to do with it? But it feels wasteful to throw it away. How do you, how do you get over that? How do you, I, I know it's a dollar roll of crepe paper, but it's just, it feels waste. It feels wasteful. Kimono can be, yes, kimono is such a huge category. And even some parts of kimono, like, so when you ask me that, I could immediately think of, well, hey, the kitchen has a huge impact on people's lives. But some people might get totally overwhelmed because inside a kitchen, there are cooking and baking things and food and everything. Like a, a kitchen can also be very, very overwhelming. So one thing I think because we are all at home so much, if you could just say, all I'm going to do today is open up everybody's got one, that ubiquitous kitchen junk drawer. I could say kitchen junk drawers, plural. Um, and I want you to just open up one of those kitchen junk drawers and I want you to go through this process, categorize, downsize, and reorganize because it's a contained space or spaces. And you can say, I can categorize all the things in here. Okay, I've got keys, I've got power cords, I've got uh, receipts, I've got mail, right. whatever is in that drawer, you can categorize those things. And it's actually maybe... Maybe I'm a nerd, but I like that. Yeah. It's very cathartic to be able to just separate those things out. And then you downsize and say, oh, I actually don't need 10 of these same keys to my house. Uh, and then you can reorganize that drawer into a space that is calm and peaceful and where you can absolutely find everything. So if you cannot do anything else today, just do that drawer. Yeah, I think acknowledging that you need to do different next time and do better next time is really, yes. really important. And I tell women that with clothes all the time, like you, if it's not working for you, it won't work for you anymore. The longer it sits, as yeah. a matter of fact, it will become less useful as time goes on. I mean, clothes, clothes do expire after a while. You're not going to want to wear them, but it's not, it's not going to become more useful to you. Yeah. Just don't buy that. Don't keep buying that thing. Don't keep making that mistake over and over. And I, you know, maybe buy one roll of streamers instead of five different colors, you know, and, it'll still be okay. 
Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about a lot with my clients is a lot of the things that stop people from organizing is exactly that. They do not want to feel wasteful. They do not want to throw things away. And so instead they just do nothing with it and it just stays there. So I tell people a few things. First of all, most things, not everything, but most things can end up being donated. And what I don't want people to do is what I call gifting your burden. So do please do not donate a broken pen to, you know, a donation spot, (laughs) please just throw that away. But if you have something, so uh, let's take crepe paper and let's take um, any sort of like celebration supply. What I do with those things sometimes is I will go to, for instance, um, the teachers at my kids old elementary school. My kids aren't in elementary school anymore, but those teachers are amazing or an art teacher. And I just say, Hey, I have some things that you might be able to use, you know, because teachers don't, have any budget for anything anymore. Um, Are you interested in some art supplies for a project? And please accept them if they say no (laughs) and and move on. But almost everything can find a new home. And usually that home can be a just standard donation place where you can drive through. But if you really want to get get creative, you can. And I have some students right now in um, something that I'm working on, and all of them have gotten very creative about where they're taking things. And it relieves that guilt of the wastefulness, and it allows them to know that their item is going to have an amazing second life somewhere else, not in their drawer. So I always recommend trying to find a donation spot, but I also tell people we can't totally fear the trash can. The trash can is not an enemy. There are times that the trash can is the right place for those things to go. So just be as responsible as possible, recycle things when you can, but sometimes you just need to say, you know what, I need to let go of that guilt. I need to say, I'm going to be a different person in the future. I'm not going to be wasteful and I won't buy too many things, but Today, I, I need this not to be in my house anymore. So, Exactly. I also tell people, your clothes are not undiscovered Picassos, right? Like when you pass, your children will not be fighting over who got the clearance loft sweater that still has tags on it. You know, it's not, it's not hanging in a museum. It's not appreciating yes. value sitting in there. Just let it, it's funny. I have, I have a much easier time letting go of clothes than I do of kimono, which is clearly my word of the week because I keep coming back to it. And, you know, now we know Jennifer's challenge of the week is to work on kimono and letting go of it. And release yourself and release yourself from that guilt because you can let that crush you. Or you could say, especially in the closet with what you're talking about, um, women will often say, oh my gosh, but that still has the tags on it. And this sounds harsh, but I want you guys to go with me. Like I have a phrase that I use a lot, which is money isn't wasted when you give something away. It's wasted when you bought it originally. That money is already gone. You are not going to get it back by keeping that item with the tags on it in your closet that you know that you're never going to wear. And so find a new home for those things for someone who will gratefully love them and (laughs) accept them and release yourself of that guilt. It's not worth it. 
And listen, people have problems with very different parts of the process. Like there is definitely not a one size fits all category for what people struggle with. Some of my clients struggle with clothing more than they struggle with anything else. Um, Some people really do get stuck on office supplies. Some people get stuck on paperwork. Well, I have to keep this paper. I have to keep this warranty manual from an appliance I don't even own anymore. I mean, it, it just, it's very individual what people struggle with. And so for you, Clothes are really easy. Clothes I find easy as well. I just go, yeah, I don't need this anymore at the end. Um, but, you know, you can struggle with something else. I struggle with books. I love books. So it's hard for me to say, oh, I don't need that anymore. So. Oh, I do too. I want to be a person who has a lot of books in her home, but also I don't want to be a person who has a lot of clutter in her home. And those are at odds. Those are at odds. And I know I'm not going to go back and read you know, a fiction. There are a few books I will go back and read again and again, but very few, but they take up a lot of room, a lot of room. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know that I always walk away from our conversations wanting more organization, less clutter, more structure, more calmness in my house. And I know that our listeners feel the same. Tell everybody where we can find you online. So you can find me always at homeby11.com and the 11 is spelled out. You can find me on Instagram at home.by.11 or you can find me on Facebook also at homeby11. So I am all of those places and I would love to talk to you any of those locations. And your social media feeds are super fun. So everyone should go follow those. We're going to link to them in the show notes. Um, And you have recently come out with an amazing whole house organizing course, right? I have. Yeah. So obviously we are all staying at home an awful lot. And I also, because some people are not comfortable having people in their homes and because I live in Minneapolis and I can't go all over the universe, I created an online course that is comprehensive. So top to bottom, you can organize your whole house or you can organize just a small part of it. And it's a totally online course and totally self-paced. And we also have Zoom calls. So if you need specific specific help and support, I can give you that. But it's just a fun community of people. And I love being able to help people all over the world. Love that. Love that. Love that. Finally, you've got something extra special for our Style Circle members. Can you give us just a little sneak peek at what they're getting from you, our guest expert this month? I am ridiculously excited about this, by the way. Okay. I'm I am excited about it too, because I really believe that this will help you get your organizing journey kicked off. So in my three tips I gave you, categorize, downsize, and reorganize, the biggest part of that is figuring out what your categories are. And so I am going to give you the category Bible. Uh, I have created a resource for you where they are checklists for every single part of your home. And I get really granular with you. So uh, all the way down to like screwdrivers and nuts and bolts and that type of thing. So uh, I'm going to give you that as a resource so that if you're feeling overwhelmed, you can just look at that and say, oh, today, could I organize my coffee mugs? Yes, I can. And check that off because everyone likes to check things off a checklist. You can use gold stars if you want to. I would totally endorse that. Um, But I'm going to give that to you so that you can start your organizing journey and not feel so overwhelmed. Oh my gosh. That is an amazing, amazing gift because it will keep you on track. And, you know, if you find yourself like, okay, Saturday morning, I want to do something. What's one tiny thing I can do. And you've got this 
amazing just comprehensive list you can go to so that is only for our style circle members you got to be in the style circle um, and I know you're going to want that so if you're listening come and join us all right thanks again Melissa we will see you in the closet edit challenge which starts on Monday and you're going to be popping in there and then in the style circle group all month long in October. So you'll be doing a Q&A at the end of the month. And we are excited about that. If you've got questions for Melissa, if you want that checklist, come join the membership and you'll get it all. Thanks again, Melissa. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Class is dismissed for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast for show notes, freebies, and links to connect with me on social media. And if the Everyday Style School podcast is making style easier and more fun for you, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends so women everywhere can have more fun with style. I'll see you next time, and until then, stay stylish.